So after this all blows over and we leave quarantine, will there be anything left? We'll talk about that today on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 106 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me on the phone, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hi, Brian. Hey, and we also have another special guest calling in today, uh, a fellow movie enthusiast and my partner on The Real Deal, Mr. Kevin Pauly. How's it going? Hey, Kevin. Thanks for calling in, my man. Glad to do so. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, yeah. Well, I figured we'd bring you in uh, to talk about a few things today because, of course, we both love movies. And things have been pretty much put on hold at this point uh, because, <laughs> of, uh, uh, because of the, uh, the virus. And I've been seeing a lot of news of, of different things. So I, I was thinking that today might be a good time to talk about, you know, once all this is over, you know, what can... What is there uh, for us to uh, look forward to? Now, of course, a lot of uh, the movies uh, are being postponed. It, they're saying now that Black Widow is not going to be coming out until November. Is that? I think that's what they, uh, the last I heard. I, I believe that is correct, yes. Oh, yeah. I just saw that Onward, which uh, was doing okay. And then, of course, you know, it got hit. They, they've already put that up on Disney+. Plus, so... Yeah, and I thought that was a really great move by Disney. You know, a lot of kids being stuck at home right now, that was a real smart move to get that up on their streaming service as soon as possible. Um, you know, it just it, it gives that film new life. And it's, it's funny, um, since that's happened, I've seen more people talking about Onward on social media than I did before when it was in theaters. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, of course, there was talk about them, uh, you know, there was a thought that maybe uh, you could uh, do Black Widow on uh, Disney Plus, but to be honest, I, 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 I personally don't think that would have been a good idea. Um, mostly because I, I think that, I mean, especially now that we have so much stuff that's on hold, certainly there, uh, television and movies are not being produced right now because they can't be. And so, of course, right. after all this stuff is over, you know, you got to have something. Because we are... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying, and I, I would have to agree. You've got to give people something to look forward to. So by, by pushing that back, that gives people... Knowing especially that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is such a, a huge, you know, a, a, a huge success and has such a, a gigantic following, that is something that would help hopefully... And i got to wonder if that move is not only just for Disney, but also for the theater chains because we know that many of them are hurting right now, um, especially AMC. Yes. Does this give them a chance, uh, you know, to sort of have a, a big hurrah once this passes, you know, then it gives you know, people something to look forward to to get out to the theater, and it gives those theaters something to look forward to to bring the, the crowds in when all this passes. Because one thing I will say is I think people, when we're finally past that point, will be looking forward to getting out of their homes and, and going to do something, and going back to the movies, I think, will be something that, you know, definitely would, would be a welcome uh, addition to getting back into your regular routine. So postponing Black Widow makes a lot of sense to me versus putting it out on streaming, A, for that reason, but B, of course, also from the financial standpoint, those films are not cheap to produce. And 
yes, you have a lot of people paying in that subscription, but there's no way on earth that subscription, you know, pays back what you've already spent on that film in marketing and, you know, of course, in the film production itself. So, you know, I, I get it. Oh, yeah. And, and like you mentioned about AMC, I saw the article, which I'm, uh, I'm sure you're referring to, where their S&P global rating went from a B plus to a CCC minus, which basically means default is eminent. So there's a good possibility that AMC theaters will be shuttered and closed by the time this blows over. Which is going to be yep. amazing. A lot of the theater houses are going to have to be very careful with that because AMC is a humongous chain. Yes. One of the biggest. And if they fall, then man, it just feels like everybody else is up, you know, up in the air as well. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the thing about it is that's, um, that's going to be a big blow to Hollywood as well because that many theaters and not being able to put, yeah. you know, I mean, that's lost income for sure. You know, oh, that's so screenings, absolutely. That, that's how many screenings per weekend that you don't get now because of all the AMC theaters closed. Absolutely. Yeah, and plus the fact that there's a there's a real uh, uh, an up cost for like um, if you see movies in uh, IMAX and AMC for the most part, they're the ones that are showing those IMAX movies. So that's a huge market to lose because that's a that's an upcharge, you know, a major upcharge. For, to see things in IMAX and and losing those, that number of IMAX screens is going to hurt for sure. Thing is, we've already drifted into a content desert at this point. Um, you know, uh, you know, Mandy and I we we uh, do reviews for uh, the Walking Dead on this on this program. And of course, the last Sunday was supposed to be the second to the last ep- episode for this season, and this Sunday was supposed to be the season finale, uh, but the virus hit before they could finish post-production, so they can't air it yet. So this weekend turned into the, uh, turned into the, basically the season finale. So it ended in a cliffhanger. And, um, so, you know, we, they're not sure when we're going to finally see that last episode. We've, but we are now drifting into this, uh, content desert, where things are ready to go, you know, there, there'll be some, you know, there'll be some television, there'll be some, uh, some movies, but it's not going to just be, you know, back to normal right off the bat for sure. And honestly, we're gonna, and, and it's going to be on both sides as well, because just because people say, you know, they're saying, well, you know, things have died down, you know, it's safe to go back out relatively speaking, but I don't think, I think there's going to be a lot of cabin fever, and I think people are going to be bolting out to some degree. But I, I think there's still going to be some trepidation as well. I think there'll be people. Uh, yeah, I think that, that's understandable. And, and you know, the, the big question I have, you know, is like for me, this has been really good because I'm able to catch up on things that I've not had a chance to watch. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm actually I'm not really dealing with the, the idea of a desert. I've got tons of content that I've not had a chance to even see yet. I just watched them watching uh, Westworld and Watchmen on HBO. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, it's been great to have something new to watch. In my mind, it's new uh, because I didn't get a chance to see it before. So, it's not necessarily that there's a desert of material. It's just a desert of new content. Right. Um, you know, I, I think I, I will say this: looking at, at Disney Plus as, as a big example, if if they're smart, Disney owns the 20th Century Fox library, and right now there's like none of it on the streaming service. Well, 
it's going to be a while until you're going to be able to bring in new content, including all those Marvel shows. Wouldn't now be a good time to bring back some of these big classic films that they have control of from 20th Century Fox to bring that out for your streaming audience? I feel like that's that streaming model of theirs right now has been very like very much avoiding that, but I feel like they're going to have to really look hard at that because there's only so much Disney content that they can put out. Yes, there's a lot, but again, it's only so much. But you've got an entire backlog of a studio's run that you're not doing anything with. Now would be a great time to get that stuff out there. So I'm hoping that we'll see some things like that. You know, content that's not been out there before or unavailable is now available to the masses because, hey, there's nothing else new being created. So why not bring out this stuff, which will be new to a lot of people? Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of shots being fired right now as far as the... Uh the uh, uh, streaming wars. I mean, I just saw HBO, they're putting out a lot of their old programs out for free at this point where you, you don't need to have yeah, a, uh, so, I mean, a lot of people are, uh, I mean, a lot of people at this point, you know, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of content uh, being put out at this point. Are you catching up on anything, Mandy? Uh, are you watching, what are you watching at this point? Um. Well, you know what? I had never seen community when it came out, so I'm catching up on it. And, uh, you know, seeing that, and it's that kind of humor that I like, that kind of office. Um, what I see happening sure. sort of in the future, uh, after everything is over, like you said, we're still going to have, people are ready to get out of the house, uh, but people are still going to have this kind of uh, almost Howard Hughes fear of gathering around crowds. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, um, I agree so with you there. I foresee what could happen would be a revival of the drive-in theater. And so you have to update things, but, you know, rather than having these speakers on the wall, on the doors, you know, you'll download an app on your phone that will give you the audio to the movie that you're watching, and then you watch it from your car. So that way you're in this social situation, but you're not exposed necessarily. Oh, yeah. So we could see a big, you know, rise of the drive-in sort of that, that, uh, community that that culture again. Oh, that's a, uh, which yeah. I think could really be it could really be something to look into. You know, it's a it's a safe way to gather. Oh yeah, I guess would be my my kind of take on it. Oh yeah, well you know there are uh, there are a few modern drive-in theaters that are out there. Not a lot of them for sure. Yep. And I know uh, some of them. What they'll do as far as the sound aspect of it. Uh, they actually have like a low power FM broadcast, and so you can just tune your radio yep. in to get the uh, to get the uh, sound for the movie. So well, back in the day when you had the Valley Drive-In, you could totally do that. A lot of people would bring a radio with them, so they could sit outside of their cars, or you know, even the neighbors around the, the drive-in theater could sit on their rooftops and pull out their radios and have the complete you know show right there. So yeah, that that's a great idea. I, I love the idea of the return of the drive-in theater because. You know, I've never had a chance to take my son to one. There's not one around here. It's now an 84 lumber, and I still get mad at that. Um, so to be able to, to see that come back, I would love to see that come oh, back. Yeah. And that would be a very welcome return to me. I think for a lot of people, actually, it would be a welcome return. My, uh, when I first saw Grease in, in the theaters, uh, I saw it in a drive-in theater in Beckley. Oh, that was me. I saw Robocop, Predator, like a lot of big films I saw for the first time. That's the Valley Drive-In Theater. It's I, I would have to say the only, I think, as, as far as a modern experience, I think the, the one disadvantage, I think, is um, modern cars. 
you know, you know, the seats are, you know, uh, separate, you know, you don't have those bench seats like you did in the, you know, in the fifties and the sixties. And, uh, you know, um, that, uh, prevents a certain level of, uh, to be tactful, we'll say intimacy. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, although, you know, definitely, uh, antique car culture would, uh, they would show up in full force for, you know, an, a, a drive-in theater for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, Mandy, I, I think that would be an, that would be awesome for us to see that again. And, uh, but I mean, certainly, you know, they're saying, you know, May at the very earliest, you know, for, to, to, uh, before we would even see any kind of a cessation of uh, shelter in place that we're in now. Oh, yeah. My town has enacted a nine o'clock curfew now. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Sure well. <laughs> so, so what do all twenty five of you do at that time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, there were uh, there were a group of maybe teenagers or you know young adults running around at three o'clock in the morning and knocking on doors and then running away. You know that that classic, I guess, prank that has become even worse now since I guess suppose kids can't do anything else. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, and now we've actually had a case in our area. Oh. Um, oh. So, so the mayors in these small towns are really, you know, they're they're cracking down on it and oh yeah, um, saying no more. Well, I mean that I mean that certainly has says something when you know a, a relatively rural area like where you live that they're seeing cases. I mean, of course, I live in Kanawha County, and uh, we are in you know we're inundated with it. I mean, we have easily two or three times more cases here than in any other county uh, in the state, which makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, we've all we've all pretty much stayed uh, shelter in place at this point. And uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the world is not going to be the same uh, after this is, you know. And again, you know, there's also been talk that uh, this is just round one of this and that, you know, when the fall comes, you know, we might see some of this happen again. You know, I, I don't know at this point, but, you know, the honest truth is, I mean, obviously the world is not going to be the same afterwards. But again, you know, um, hopefully with, as far as AMC, uh, you know, it doesn't look good for him. But, uh, you know, uh, I know that uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been put on hold and hopefully, you know, it will be, you know, eventually available to us. But, you know, it's like you said, Kevin, there's a lot of material that, you know, we just didn't really have the time to catch up on because there was just too much of it, you know. And this gives us a chance really to kind of step back and, and maybe discover some things that, uh, that uh, you know, in a real sense, you know, and I was talking to Mandy about this, you know, in a podcast is that there was so much content coming out that, there was a lot of stuff that I just stopped watching because it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't enough for it to be good. It had to be fantastic because there was just way too much of it. And, you know, I I bailed out on so many shows just because it's like, well, it's good, but uh, I I pretty much, you know, like Apple plus I bailed out of so many of those shows because uh, not because they weren't good, but you know, the time investment on them, you had to look at that, you know, it's like, you know, I bailed on on, a, on shows that I, I figure, you know, five or ten years ago I would have been ecstatic about. But the thing is, you know, there's just 
so much out there you can't watch everything, you know, so you have to kind of pick and choose. Well, but that's really that, that I think from the standpoint of streaming services, again, there's at least that idea that there's really not a content desert as much as you think, because I guarantee there's some documentary or some sitcom or some movie that's out there that you have not seen before. And now, of course, with all this stuff at home, you've got time to catch up. So I, you know, I look at it as saying, you know, it's a unique time. And thank God that we have these streaming services because they really have been, you know, for a lot of people, you know, an outlet, you know, in their evening when they're having downtime or, you know, whatever. So I'm very glad that we have them. Uh, but I do hope that, you know, for those that are sitting on a backlog of material like Disney Plus, that they start getting that out there because it's silly to be sitting on content that nobody else can show right. when you could be showing it and, 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 you know, basically exposing new audiences, you know, to these films. And so, you know, like you look at the fact that with Disney, okay, they have 20th Century Fox. Well, they have the Alien franchise. Well, you know, you can put it on Disney Plus. You can have a special channel that's just 20th Century Fox. And, you know, there's a bunch of people out there who have never seen yeah, definitely. And, you know, honestly, we get to a, um, we get to a point where um, uh, this gets, um, this gets to a point where we're going to have to, um, there's just so much material out there, you know, that, that people haven't had a chance to watch yet. And so certainly we get to a point where uh, it's, uh, you know, we really definitely want to, uh, to see it for sure. And having that opportunity is going to be uh, really awesome. So I saw an article, I can't remember if it was Cracked or BuzzFeed, but it was pretty good. It was giving you suggestions of what you can watch instead of, you know, uh, because we don't get to see Fast and Furious yet, well, why not go and revisit uh, their original job? And one of them talked about Mulan. It said, well, you wanted the live-action Mulan. Well, don't forget that Mulan in China was like Cinderella. You know, there are tons of live-action Mulan movies, if you don't mind subtitles. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, that that's a really good point, Mandy. About you know um, that there, with all the stuff that's going out right now, of course, with uh, um, we're we're seeing trailers for new things as well. You know, with uh, Rick and Morty. And of course, I was thinking about Rick and Morty because you were talking about Mulan, and there's been especially with the Rick and Morty fans, people are wondering because we're getting live action Mulan, or if we're going to get the Szechuan sauce back from. Uh, <laughs> Uh, McDonald's, um, they should for sure. Uh, but I've been watching the, um, I've been watching, uh, the, I saw the new trailer for, uh, the new season of Rick and Morty, which is supposed to start, uh, this May. I, I think we talked about this before, Mandy, but you haven't watched any of Rick nope. and Morty. Yeah, I haven't got the Rick and Morty. Nope. Oh yeah. That is one of those shows. It's like, um, I don't know if it, you know, people do, you, would you recommend that this, this show? And I'm like, yeah, kinda. I would recommend. I mean, I, I I love this show, but man, is it dark as all get out. It's like you have to recommend it to the right person. Let me ask you, Kevin. Have you have you ever seen any of Rick and Morty? Do you know much about that show? Have you seen it? I've seen clips of it, but I've not actually watched it. I mean, I, I know enough about like Pickle Rick and stuff like that, but I don't know um, the actual show other than just it's kind of loosely based off of the ideas of. Doc and Marty from Back to the Future, but they go into way more crazier, darker. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah. In, in many cases, it's it can be really nihilistic, uh, which uh, and it's like you were talking about in uh, BoJack Horseman of you know how good the writing is, and it it can get really heavy at sometimes. And uh, this show is certainly uh, that kind of show. It, I I I wouldn't say it's for everyone. 
not everybody wants to watch a cartoon uh, to feel the uh, the futility and pointlessness of life in general. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's very like I said, it's a very well written show. Uh, it's very clever. And there's like tons of Easter eggs and things to, to find in the show. I mean, it's like I said, it's uh, it's a it's a great show. It's one of those frustrating shows where if you getting into it, you know, you, you watch a season and you love it and you realize, well, it's going to be two and a half years before the next one. <laughs> you know, it takes yeah, it takes them forever yeah, yeah. to get a season out. So it can be like I said, it can be really it can be really frustrating, to be honest, uh, to uh you know, waiting for seasons to start up. And, you know, it's like they gave us uh, this last season, they gave us like five episodes and then went off the air, even though they had just signed this contract where they were going to be guaranteed seasons at this point, you know, because, wow. you know, that one of the reasons why it would take them two and a half years between seasons is they would sign a contract for one season. And, of course, Adult Swim was like, well, let's see if people will stick will stick with this. Uh, because they knew what kind of show they were putting out. And so people seemed interested. So they said, okay, let's do one more season and see how that goes. But uh, people enjoyed it enough that it it got to a point where they, they got this big contract, but, you know, they do five episodes of, uh, you know, of the last. And they're like, well, this is a half episode. We'll do the other half uh, here in a few months. But uh yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely there's definitely stuff to be uh, there that's coming down the pike. Of course, a lot of stuff we've been looking forward to, like you know, Bucky and the Winter Soldier has been put on hiatus, and so you know, a lot of the stuff that we were hoping to see this year, we're just not going to see. And um, yeah, I mean, Columbia Pictures have you know backed up several films, including Ghostbusters, you know, to 2021, and so yeah, you know, that was obviously a film I was really excited for this summer, but. I get it. There's a lot of money in these franchises and in these films. You've got to, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to fall back and punt. You can hopefully get a return on investment. I, I get it. I mean, I do. Right. it sucks, but I get it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, the main, the, the thing about that, too, is that, uh, um, you know, with the fact that uh, well, this was one this was one rumor. I don't know if this is going to turn uh, turn out to turn uh, be this way. But, of course, you know, Wonder Woman uh, 1984 was being delayed. And there was talk that there was a possibility that Wonder Woman and Black Widow might come out in the same weekend, um, which I don't know. Yeah. yeah, which that would be an interesting beatdown. And, of course, we talked about this last week. With, I talked about this with Mandy last week and told her, I said, well, you know, in that in a situation like that, I'm just going to go see both of them. You know, <laughs> we'll just do a double feature. Yeah, so. I'm going to see both of them. Yeah, so there's that, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, I'll be interested to see, I guess, how much the Hollywood model changes after this year as far as, you know, their releasing of films and and things because, you know, um, this definitely was something nobody was prepared for. And you also have to look at the fact that Hollywood in these past couple of years has truly relied on the international market, especially in China. So, you know, they've really, I'm sure it'd be very interesting to see, like, how this plays out because, that Chinese market has been responsible for certain franchises getting sequels that wouldn't normally happen. Right. Um, and if the market has been knocked out because of this virus as well, you know, it's just going to be really interesting to see how Hollywood recovers from this, if Hollywood recovers from it, and, you know, what that looks like. Well, you know, the thing about it is studios always work off of a margin. You know, they're, uh, you know, every movie that comes out, you know, is based off of, you know, how much money were they able to make on the last few movies. And, uh, 
you know, the thing about it is they don't really, you know, in a real sense, you know, one or two bad movies can, can knock a, uh, a movie studio, you know, you know, for a loop, you know, in a real way and can really hurt them. But, you know, the thing is nobody's making money right now. I don't know, Kevin, right. if you've been curious enough to do this, but I've jumped up on, on uh box office mojo. Cause I was curious, you know, I, I wondered what, you know, if they were going to still report the uh, box offices and yeah, they're still reporting box offices, you know, uh, $1,200 this weekend, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and of course, you know, the thing about it too, is that, you know, movies that had, had just come out like onward. I mean, there's no telling how successful they would have been, but obviously, you know, only being, a- being able to be out for a week or two doesn't help at all. So, no, no, it doesn't. You know, and, uh, but, uh, and, you know, it, it's just funny how, you know, how, um, you know, this whole, this, this whole pandemic has, has changed things gaming wise. I know you play, uh, or used to play, uh, Magic the Gathering. They've got a new series of cards coming out and, um, they're basically, uh, it's a world full of kaiju. And so all the monsters are massively huge. And they did a, uh, they're doing a, um, a uh, cross marketing with uh, Toho Studios. They're bringing Godzilla into Magic the Gathering. <laughs> so there's there's a Godzilla card and a mecha, you know, and uh, Mothra, and and uh, you know, uh, uh, Mega Godzilla, Space Godzilla. But here's the thing: they're having to reprint the Space Godzilla card because his his. Uh, um, and this is straight out of the movies. His attack is called, you know, the uh, uh, the Space Corona, and so they're going to change. Aww. Yeah, so they're changing the name of that. So it's like the first. Ep- it was too late for them to change the names of the cards, um, but uh, the second printing, they're going to they're going to completely change that. But uh, yeah, if you wanted to play, if you ever thought, you know, my 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 Magic deck just just doesn't have enough Godzilla in it, well you know don't worry that's about to change so um you better have people that's all i'm saying oh there you go uh there there is uh i know there's a um uh, baby godzilla is one of the cards in there for sure uh, uh king Ghidorah is is one of the cards in there i'm trying to remember there were two cards um there are two cards and i can't remember which uh, what they are but uh they are um japanese only cards so that that was uh uh, they were able to do a couple of Japanese only magic cards uh, for this set. Oh, you know, so learn to read Japanese if you want to play uh, play those two cards. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that was I, you know I, I saw that and I thought that's a great idea. But then they were like, well, this one card, you know, its attack is uh, um, you know uh, you know the space corona, and I'm like, oh, I, I see why you have to change that. But th- there was some interesting. <laughs> Oh yeah, Rapunzel. Her kingdom is Corona, the kingdom of Corona. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so there, yeah, you know, so there, there's a lot of that stuff uh, now. One of the things I found interesting, well, it was like uh, the 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 uh, Godzilla card when he comes into uh, when he, you put him into play, all of your creatures do damage based off of uh, based off of well, they um, their toughness is based off of their power. If you got like a ten-one creature, it can take ten points of damage because their toughness is it, their toughness is now the number for their power. So uh, and that's all the creatures you have in play. So 
and wow. and and Mothra. And the thing about Mothra is, while Mothra is in play, any um, any creature that dies on your side comes back into play with flying. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, big powers for these big kaiju. So I mean, there's there's a lot of fun there for sure. But um, but yeah, I mean, as of right now, I mean, uh, we're pretty much. Uh, if it wasn't for streaming, you know, and all that, I mean, things would definitely be boring at this point. But there's a there's a lot of interesting stuff out there that has nothing to do with with guys and tigers and murder. Uh, although, if you stay on the internet, it seems like that's all that's going on right now. But uh, yeah, I I just saw um, there were there were two pieces of 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 uh, there were there were two uh, movies that are out now. Uh, one movie and a documentary that I've been hearing about, but I've never had a chance to see. One is the documentary on the uh, on the uh, Church of Satan, uh, the the uh, the new Church of Satan. It's called uh, Hail Satan, you know, where they're trying to get. Okay, yeah, I was about yeah. yeah, so it's uh, so that's out, and uh, Glenn Danzig's horror anthology is now out on Hulu, uh, Veronica, and. Uh, that's one of those. Uh, well, I I think I I did see that uh, Red Letter Media just put out a, yeah, a review I, on I, it. I not watched their half in the bag on it yet, but they did have one. Yes, it's like an hour long too. Oh yeah. Well, you know the thing about it is people were saying you know this is this generation's the room, <laughs> so you can just oh, imagine. Wow. You can just imagine just how bad this thing is. And I did watch some of I did watch some of the Red Letter Media thing, and they bring up you know that comment and there's like no it's not that good uh, <laughs> i'm like oh this is this is going to be uh, this is going to be a treat so so yeah there's def- there's definitely stuff to to catch up on and uh uh online so there's certainly you know stuff that we'll we'll be able to talk about you know over the the weeks of our uh self-imposed imprisonment at this point but uh and I, and I hope that this will kind of encourage people to go back and, and visit things that they've not had a chance to watch and like in your case brian i know you've never really watched bojack horseman yeah and i hope that this now you know gives you that chance to do so because i i think it's one of the finest sitcoms that i've about ever watched and one of the finest shows when it comes to the writing and the performances that you'll find anywhere whether it's animated or live action whether it's streaming the network, that show, it really is very transcendent how great it is. I mean, it's genuinely funny. It really is. And Mandy can back me up on this. There are moments in that show that are very heartfelt, very heartbreaking. But, man, it, it, it is also responsible for some humongous laughs, sight gags, background jokes. I, I tell people, if you watch it, read every banner that you ever see hanging up in a room at any party or any award show in that show read the banners there's an ongoing joke on every single banner and it's it's brilliant uh, that show is it's better than we deserve well it's definitely on my uh, to-do list for sure i am doing a lot of work from home and which has been keeping me busier than if i were actually going into the office i was telling that uh, the mandy before uh, before uh, the show today uh but yeah there uh, bojack horseman is definitely one of those uh, shows that i want to i want to catch up on i know usually at the end of the uh Near the end of the podcast, we talked some Walking Dead, but uh, I know, Mandy, you haven't quite caught up with everything yet. And at this point, we're sort of uh, we're we're sort of on a holding pattern because we haven't gotten that last episode yet. So uh, I figure there's really 
no point at this uh, to talk about anything uh, with the show until we get that final episode anyway. So I figure for right well, now. I'll ask this suggestion, ask this suggestion uh, and start with Mandy. What is something that, now that we have time to watch stuff, what's something that you would recommend people to watch, be it a movie or a series, what would you recommend that your listeners watch if they've not seen it yet? Mandy, what would you say? Um, there is a short-lived show. It only lasted three seasons, but it's called Zoo. And uh, it's like James Patterson. It's, uh, it's sort of like in a world where the animals have turned against us. Uh, so Z-O-O, and it's three seasons, and it's really good. You know, it's it's a little on the hokey side, but I like that. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Um, but it's it's really interest, interesting, the pseudoscience behind it, and uh, the, the, the kind of apocalyptic world is, you know, kind of in a way of it's relatable at the moment. You know, what are, what, what are we going to do sort of thing, and I enjoy it. Uh, zoo. Oh, yeah. I would say um, there's a documentary on Shudder that if you have the Shudder service, you should definitely check out, especially if you're a horror fan. And it's called Horror Noir. And basically, it is a documentary on um, the African-American um, view of horror and their de- uh, their depictions and, of course, writers and creators. There's a uh, there's an entire history that has been lost, basically. Um because a lot of us, you know, we you know, who love horror, you know, there's there's stuff that, you know, for one reason or another, you know, we haven't been exposed to and a lot of great stuff out there. It's a very eye-opening documentary and there's a lot of stuff uh that, you know, I didn't know. Uh and great movies, you know, horror movies that that I didn't get a, a chance to to see. Uh, because of course it didn't didn't really fall into my radar because you know in horror you know there's certain things that they get promoted and certain things that not quite as much and shutter was i is really cool that number one that shutter was able to you know do this documentary and i mean you get to hear a lot of you know jordan peele and just the things that you know uh the interviews they did with him for this was was great but uh tenatherous do is in this uh documentary as well and she's got a great, uh, you know, she's got uh, great comments to make about, you know, the you know, history of horror and, you know, African-Americans and horror. But not only was it cool that Shudder could put out that uh, documentary, but they also have a curated collection of some of these movies that you can go back and watch now. Um, you know, so, so, you know, it's uh, so, you know, you can watch the documentary and then you can go into their their archives and actually go and watch some of these films. And some of them are, I mean, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these films are like really brilliant, you know? And, um, you know, the thing about it is, you know, the black experience in America, you know, it's just rife with horror and to be able to use horror tropes to kind of, to express a lot of that stuff is it's fascinating. It's 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 great. It's it's something to watch for sure. So, yeah, that that would be my recommendation if I had to make one. So, what about you, Kevin? Uh, what what are you checking out right now that uh, you uh, that you uh, would recommend to people? Well, like I said, I, I just started watching the first season of Westwood. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Westworld. I'm sorry, on HBO, and um, just last night watched the very first episode of Watchmen mm-hmm. on HBO. Um, so that's pretty interesting stuff. Uh, I will say, um, 
if you've not watched BoJack Horseman, I, I can't recommend that show highly enough. I genuinely cannot. Um, and I will say too, if you're uh, if you are stuck at home with the kids, the Back to the Future trilogy is on Netflix. And uh, if your kids have not had a chance to watch that, this is a great opportunity because you know what else do you have to do, right. and why not show them one of the greatest film trilogies of all time? And, and you know, uh, you know, just again, you know, Back to the Future, one of the most perfect movies I've ever watched. It's a top ten movie for me, um, so that's that's out there as well. Um, if you're in the mood for a documentary, man, of course, if you've not watched Tiger King, my God in heaven, it, it's it's on a whole other existence. Um, <laughs> it's amazing, um, and, and I've never seen a show where each episode just one ups the WTF factor uh, like that show. It, it's it's very fascinating. Um, so yeah, there's a you know a lot of good content out there. Uh, you know, th- this is a great time to take a chance on something. If you've not watched it, now's a great time to do it. Um, you know, there are also movies you can find on streaming, uh, like that you can purchase and stuff. Uh, my two favorite films of last year, I'm fortunate that I own them on Blu-ray, but if you've not seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Ford vs. Ferrari, uh, I can't recommend two films higher to you than those two. They're, they're outstanding films, and uh, if you've not seen them, uh, find them uh, on a pay streaming service. It would be worth your time. Uh, that's, that's a lot of good movie content. Each movie is like almost three hours long, but they don't feel it. And boy, a lot of great stuff happening. Just great performances. You know, Academy Award uh, Academy Awards went out to both of those films, deservedly so. So uh, if you've not seen those, I, I could not recommend two movies higher enough. Oh yeah, well that definitely definitely good recommendations uh, for that. And uh, it's like you say, there's a lot of stuff out there, and there's n- really not a better time to uh, to dip in uh, and see some really good stuff. So for sure, absolutely. Yep. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 106 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening, and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie and Kevin Pauly, this is Brian Hatcher, reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch podcast is a Hanging J production.